Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Chick and Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia. It's been a minute, so I'm really excited to like see you guys, talk to you guys. Obviously, I can't see you. I don't know what I'm thinking. But I'm really excited to see Riley because I haven't seen her in a while either. What's up, Riley? What's up? Long time no talk. I would I say see, but Jenna's internet's low, so I can't really see her. We're prioritizing audio here. That's what I would call that. We want to make sure we yes. get the best sound so, for the pod, so... Uh, yes, yes, I'm not on camera, but actually nope. funny, funny enough, Riley and I look exactly like we're dressed exactly the same, but she can't see me and I can see her and it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, but see, I'm, I'm painting a picture here, Riley. <laughs> oh God, no need, no need. <laughs> well the nuggets i mean we're recording this after the nuggets kind of roll right through the milwaukee bucks surprisingly right they're underdogs in this matchup um if you bet them against the spread they definitely covered well done if you took my advice you took the under so also smart because that hit um and nikola Jokic gets his 50th triple double the man in Nikola Jokic fashion. Yes, in Nikola Jokic fa- fashion. He's excellent. He's like, I don't know what else like I can do to to like describe how great his game is, how much I love watching him play on a regular basis. Um, and how infuriated I am that people still use the chubby, fat, no shirt picture of him when they're trying to honor the man. Like that is like show some respect, damn it! This guy is a good basketball player. You think if they've had like some fat picture of of Kyrie, he would stand for that? Of Kevin Durant? Yeah, I actually. Know. Funny story. I was in my newsroom in class, and um, I have a couple Philly guys in there, and um, of course, I'm gonna vouch for Jokic being MVP over. And what do these guys do? They pull out the chubby picture every time. It's every so time. rude. So rude. Like, yo, we all went through a phase where we didn't look our best. For we real. don't hold it against each other. Just be happy you made it out of that phase. You know who? It's because some of these people didn't make it out of that phase or, or are stuck in that phase. And that's why they're hating. But we all had that phase. I was definitely. We all had that phase. Like, let me go find your seventh grade yearbook picture. 
<laughs> right? It's just disrespectful. And now, like, at what point will that picture stop haunting the man? Obviously, he does not care. Like, it does not get a rise out of him. He does not care. But still, I care because I'm like, respect the man. I don't think, like, any other player would would tolerate this. But yeah, here we are. Here we are. Uh, but to start off tonight, Riley, I want to talk about five things you learned about the Milwaukee Bucks. Because I got news for you. Today's episode is quite educational. Not only are you going to be educated on these Denver Nuggets and uh, how they've been playing lately, but we're going to talk about positive and negative um, chemicals. Yeah. And um, we're going to talk about positive negative in the Nuggets, you know? No, I'm just kidding. We're basically, I'm just, we're playing off of, you know, positive and negative ions, but but we are going to get into the positives that have changed because we have positive news for all Nuggets listeners, fans out there. Riley Biller is happy with the performance of the Nuggets. She is smiling even. She has she has positive things to say on tonight's podcast. And for, for Nuggets fans who know Riley, that has not happened very much so far this season. Yeah, actually, funny story about being in the newsroom with my fellow classmates. We when we talked about the Nuggets, it was uh, it was the game after the it was the day after the Washington game, and um, I people were like, "What do you think of that game, dude?" I dissed them so hard. They we're like, "I don't think you even like the Nuggets." <laughs> And I was like, I do, I, I do. I'm just trying to be real. I'm a real one. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if you look at this game and you watch this game and you still have negative things to say, then you might actually hate the Nuggets. <laughs> so you found some hope out there. So that's going to be our second segment. But see, look at, she's really leaving you with a cliffhanger. She's going to tell us everything she thought was positive. And has been positive over the last few games. And I know you haven't heard much of those types of takes from Riley this year. So it's going to be all new content here tonight. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Riley. I'm just kidding because you were so harsh on them the last couple of pods. So we will get into that. Sometimes you, you need to be harsh because sometimes you can't tell people what they want to hear. You got to tell them the truth. And that's kind of what they needed. You do have to tell them the truth, but... We'll, we'll talk about if it was what they needed or not. But first, any, you, did you learn anything interesting about Milwaukee or Chicago since we're kind of covering these last couple games back to back here? Um, anything, did you learn anything about either of those two cities in this early start to the road trip? Um, you know, Chicago, they're still going through transitions phase um I like what they're doing actually I don't think they really look that bad to be honest um but Milwaukee they do not seem nearly as good as last year at least in the regular season of last year they um basically what the Nuggets did tonight is they zoned them and they got them way out of rhythm and they honestly didn't know what to do with themselves and they did not look good. And I'm not saying the Nuggets played stellar defense. I'm saying they came out with a good game plan that they knew the Bucks going to handle. 
And I remember that this isn't the first time that a team's played zone against the Bucks. Like right. they've had a consistent problem with this. Even last year in the playoffs, it showed they were having problems against the Orlando Magic with this. Um, and it doesn't seem to be addressed at all. I mean, they scored 97 points tonight. That's unacceptable. Lots of people underperformed for them. Um, of course, Antetokounmpo is going to get his 25, 5, 5, whatever. But as far as else, I mean, he needs help. Chris Middleton hasn't been having the year that he has the past two, being an all-star. And this year, he didn't even get in as an all-star. Um, just so many things I think were off. They only shot 27% from three. Normally, they're one of the highest scoring three-point shooting teams. I think the zone would have helped them with that, but um, evidently not. They went 11 for 40, so it's not like they took less threes. It's just they didn't hit any. Yeah. Um, they're not um, – They're not. their game mostly consists of two-point game close to the basket, and it's Giannis. Um, and, and I think the Nuggets kind of exploited that for sure tonight. I definitely – uh, agree with you on your take about Chicago. I kind of like what they're doing. I actually, ha- I mean, I liked the, them last year too. I think I, I mean, I liked Levine for a couple years now thinking he's, he's been pretty good. Um, so I agree with you there. I thought they looked good. Um, even, I don't know, even not like just for the bulls, you know, like they looked good for, this league like they actually look competitive to me which hasn't been the case in you know recent recent years or many a few years back so I agree with you there but um I also thought like just on a whole their franchise does a really good job like promoting their players like did you I don't know which broadcast you were listening to but like they had like all kinds of videos from fans congratulating Zach Levine during the game they had um one segment like during the break where like uh they did a whole like zoom call where it, it ended up being with like his friends and family and he like was super excited about it and they're like all congratulating him and since he's you know doing because of covid protocols he can't go home and see his parents as much or as often and they can't fly to him so i just thought that was kind of really cool because you know it is, a, you have to be able to do little things for your team, for your players, you know, when your franchise isn't really going to win that much. And I thought that was kind of cool that the, that the Bulls are doing that for, for him and just like celebrating it as much as they are. I don't know if like the Nuggets don't do it for Jokic because it's like he'd be annoyed by it or <laughs> like he wouldn't like it. He'd be more like, no, nah, I'm good. Well, <laughs> I don't think anyone alone. would not like that. Like, I think. I think that really is what separates franchises. Though. I think you're right. Like the little things like that, that make a player feel special, even if it's the tiniest thing, makes a big difference. In Chicago, I feel like I've been watching their broadcast a few years now and they've always done a good job at that. And that's yeah. why if I see an option to watch their broadcast, I'll watch their broadcast. Yeah. No, I actually really liked their broadcast team too. They did a pretty good job. They only made one little slip up where they said Hartenstein shoots well from three point range. They're like, oh, he normally shoots that, but he took it right to the rim. I'm like, never in his life has he taken that shot <laughs> with confidence at least. But um, not since like seventh grade for Hartenstein, but. 
I agree with you on the Bulls broadcast team. They did a great job. And, you know, I heard that from um, the Miami Marlins ex-GM for the Miami Marlins. He said that they, that his ownership team would do that, like buy little big gifts, you know, like a big gold chain or pendant or something for a player when they accomplish something big and, or a car here and there. And I'm like thinking about the Rockies right now. Like they won't even give Trevor Story a freaking extension. You gotta be kidding me! They like give him a car. Like if he, I feel like that's insulting. You give him a car? No, give him the extension, then give him the car. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, well, the Rockies are on the lower tier of organizations. Well, I mean, do many people consider the Miami Marlins on an upper tier? They have, I guess, they have a World Series. Uh, the owner, partial owner is Derek Jeter. So I mean. They're definitely higher than the Rockies. Nothing in the business world, by the way. That means absolutely nothing. Just saying. Derek Jeter, oh, so he must be good at running an organization. Hey, I'm not saying that. I'm from the Carolinas, and we have Michael Jordan running the Hornets. (laughs) I'm just saying that what's the one thing everyone knows about the Hornets? That Michael Jordan owns the Hornets. (laughs) You get on the map. Colorado Rockies... I don't know anything about that. <laughs> you just know that all they that they lost no one. And they make dumb trades and they're purple and no one really knows. <laughs> purple. Wow, they're purple as well. This is this I'm going to edit this clip because it needs to be said out loud. These are the only things people who aren't from here know about the Colorado Rockies. It's to sad. be honest, a lot of people so think sad. that they're in the minor league. Oh my God. Well, they basically are a theater team for the Yankees, but that's a different podcast. Um, uh, that's so sad. That makes me, it hurts me a little bit, a little. Yeah, I definitely think out of the Denver teams, that's like, the other teams are sitting fine, but the Rockies are in like a way lower dimension. Okay, okay, but wait. Time out. We're going to take a, a road trip down this other lane i didn't know we were going down um do you know who todd helton is who oh my goodness oh my goodness no come on riley i do want to mind you that i'm not the biggest baseball gal now i watched during the playoffs but i'm not watching 162 games and i don't think a lot of humans do but and you're younger so let me um give you a better person somebody who's more uh who you should know um carlos gonzalez Mm, sounds like a bunch of baseball players (laughs) okay that is true that's not a really good example but he is if you're a rocky fan at the age he's the right age group okay let me try again this filter is interesting i've never tried this with my brain um Better for your age, you should know him. Hmm. No, because oh, Tulo, Tulo, Tulowitzki, Troy. Oh, Troy, Troy Tulowitzki. Okay, okay, I've yeah. heard of them. Okay, well, come on. I I was trying to give you like an easy one. I was trying to think of what is easy but not too easy, and I thought too low was going to be too easy, so I was about right. Mm. Okay, 
Yeah. That's and like knowing you know, Nolan Arenado, though, okay? And so that means you know no one on the team. Do you know Charlie Blackman? Do you right yeah, Tapia? I, I know who that is, but I'm saying that most of the time, if I ever know a Colorado Rockies player, it's because it shows up on the screen saying they played for the Colorado Rockies, but now play for this team. Right. Right. Fair. Okay, name a Colorado Rocky who you saw on the screen who wasn't playing. Where was he playing? Can you think of one? Uh, you know, it's not baseball season. <laughs> it's not. It's not even fair. It's just because I'm obsessed with them. But also, like, they've been they were terrible last year. So like they surely were not on TVs out here. No, that's true, but you could have just said like Nolan Arenado. You know? But you wouldn't have seen him yet on the TV. Yeah. I thought that's a rule that I couldn't say. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But if you really wanted to like, you know, low blow, stab us in the back, really turn that, twist it a little bit. Painful cut. Oh, I thought the lowest blow would just saying no one at all. <laughs> I cannot talk about them any longer because I will really rabbit hole and we've explored it I think pretty well um so any anything else you learned well you told us a lot about uh your your takeaways from that this Milwaukee game I'm going to tell you a couple of mine um let me see here oh people in Milwaukee sure do like to dance Every single break, they were dancing. Every single chance they could get. And I don't know if you saw the um, the routine, but they they do this in Denver too, where they have like old people who come on the floor and do a dance routine. Okay. And they were doing that in Milwaukee and they had some moves. It was pretty nice. So everybody likes to dance in Milwaukee. That was a takeaway of mine. Well, what else do you do in Milwaukee? Eat cheese and beer. <laughs> Good answer. No, I for real went there. That's all I did while I was there. Seriously? Dead ass. <laughs> you can't really step outside right now. You'll probably like get hypothermia. Yeah. I went there maybe a year ago. Wow. Or, no, it's probably two years ago now. Yeah, because of the whole pandemic, I lost a year, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, two years ago and I was there for like a week and it was it was like almost winter. Pretty close to winter and it was cold you couldn't do very much but eat beer drink beer and eat cheese mm. we did that a lot why does that sound german it's all right i feel like if you go to germany that's what you do it's definitely what you do you add sausage and you're what's that 100 and nutella of course <laughs> <laughs> i'm serious <laughs> oh. That is literally what I would eat with. Oh, it was terrible. I was not a fan of German food, really. Um, I also thought that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks organization did a good job with the Giannis, like, all-star clips and stuff tonight. I thought that was nice of them. I'm just interested to know, like, is it because we can't watch Altitude that I don't know that they do this for Jokic? Or do they just not do this for Jokic? Like, I don't understand. But these, like watching these other teams do awesome stuff, I'm like, dang, it looks cool. Like, I want them. And, like, Giannis is really funny. I didn't realize how funny he was until tonight. Jokic <laughs> is really funny. People probably don't know, man. They oh, Jokic is no by idea. far the funniest guy in the league. 
<laughs> I think Jamal's trying to catch him with all these faces and stuff lately. Yeah, that's another story. <laughs> we should um, get to that story. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that actually uh, you probably have to eat some crow today, but, but we will get there slowly. <laughs> the last takeaway I had from, about Milwaukee was just that I could see Milwaukee and Denver kind of going into, if they were, were matched in a playoff matchup, you know, it going to a few more games just because Milwaukee could really manipulate the foul line and they're a little bit more physical. I feel like they calls typically go in their favor a lot more, especially with Giannis. And so if they, if they could kind of control the foul line and shoot a tad bit better, this game could have been a lot closer. So um, let's move on to positive and negatives, the push and pull segment. Um, a little education for you, Riley. Copper and sodium are positive chemicals, while, nit uh, while sulfur and oxygen are negative chemicals. In case you forgot that from chemistry class, you know, ninth grade, 10th grade. That was like ninth grade, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, but that is our next segment so that's why it's important to know do you have any copper any positives that you're noticing on this team as of late yeah i mean um definitely jamal obviously the past five six games has been tremendous i'll be the first one to tell him that he's been tremendous but um the first one mm. late wait late for that party wait okay sorry you cut out on me for a minute um but he he has been playing well and it shows um i mean tonight he played a solid game 24 points um so yeah i'm gonna give him credit when credit's due but what's jamal murray famous for being inconsistent so to me he's just got to keep it up um, and then, uh, I mean, key, key takeaways from tonight, my boy, PJ Dozier, um, he played a great game. I loved him out on the court. Felt like he finally got like the minutes I like to see him at 20, between 23 and 26 is like, I think his good range of playing, but, um, he had the highest plus minus on the court. He was plus 28 when he was on the court. That's, that says something right there. Um, yeah, he was phenomenal. He was awesome. I think if they get a guy like that coming off the bench playing like that, oh, that changes so many things. Yeah. Um, no, I, think, I had PJ just the fact that he came back healthy even. Like, it's positive because, like, they allowed him to actually rest. They didn't rush him back. And he looks good. Like, remember that one time when uh, they brought Gary Harris back for one game, like 10 games ago, and he's been out still? Good times. Like, we needed Gary tonight. What You said we needed Gary? Well, it would have been nice to have another defensive option. Yeah. Mm. Honestly, I didn't think we missed Gary tonight. I'm, I'm, Who replaced I'm, him? What? Who replaced him for you? 
I'm not going to say Will Barton if that's what you're looking for. No, I, I want you to say, say I honestly, I want I you to say Vladko Chanchar. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you know I'm never going to get... Okay, this is why I'm always iffy about the plus minus because it's 22. Let me tell you, that man didn't make anyone better on the court. <laughs> okay, that's just the truth. Um, still don't understand why this man's on a roster and still really don't understand why I played 22 minutes tonight. But, but everybody she hates on plays better, so let her just go. Run with it. Keep going. <laughs> came out, gave me 20 points. I might need to try out this summer. Um, He's a plus 22. I, just, I can't. I can't. He played good defense. He shut watched, down Giannis. I watched this man go foot and foot on the ground when he's on the court. And I'm like, how in the world? What do you want him to do? Foot and hand on the ground? I don't know. It might look better. Foot so, and foot? I don't understand. What is It's just everything he does. Like, how are you a professional basketball player? In the NBA, I just don't Some, understand. He's huge. What do you mean? He looks like a fullback or like a football player? <laughs> Maybe. I've seen huge men that can't play any sport. <laughs> well, all he's I know in the NBA, so he can play a sport. All, all I got to say is I might need to look to befriend one of the best WNBA players because I might have a shot, you know. Okay, okay. <laughs> He's not oh. just there as Jokic's best friend, but I get what you're pointing at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This team played with energy tonight. Like they they played, they've been playing with some energy and like a little fire has been lit. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they were embarrassed after that Wizards game because it certainly got everyone talking, um, including here in South Carolina. And I mean, I also thought this game was like super team played like 28 assists on the 53 made field goals like nuggets basketball right there they were shooting almost 37 percent from three-point range okay now we're back in nuggets basketball territory and well and they factored in a solid game plan against they did their homework they played a zone d to t they did great um you look at we had what it was like six Six guys in double figures tonight? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, all around, it was a great game, I thought, by the Nuggets. It was the first time I feel like everything kind of connected. And I don't I don't know why tonight, um, but I think well, this, to me, this is one of the best games I've seen them play. You should have felt like everything connected in that Cavs game because that was the only game they've won all four quarters. Tonight, they win all four oh. Three of the four and tie the second quarter. So basically, they're playing nineteen-year-olds, Jenna. <laughs> Here they're playing a two-time MVP, top of the East team. This is a I'm statement. I'm just saying. It all clicked for them. The only quarter they didn't win was the second quarter, which they tied twenty-seven all. That's what I said. That's what I said. But. Um, I, I will no, I agree. I think they played great. I think there was a lot of things clicking for them. I think a lot of things swung in Michael Malone's favor. He's lucky that zone worked on the and on the bus and that they literally had nothing to come back at him with because had they figured out and 
they did figure out a little bit in that third quarter um kind of how to how to take it to, to the zone and they kind of capitalized they had a good stretch there in fact i was trying to i okay i you always bet nuggets opponents third quarter right that they, that always wins every single game i mean more than not you win on that bet i won like 34 bucks on that bet yesterday on a bet that was like five dollars like you know me riley so wow a whole five dollars and not two i know i know i'm really getting up there but um i'm trying to be fiscally smart over here and still enjoy the sports betting world but uh, i was excited i was stoked you know how much 34 dollars can get me over you know uh the, these stores we only have in Colorado, they're pretty great. <laughs> so no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not. But um, like he was lucky that it, they didn't come back with anything else or that they didn't figure that out, that game out, game plan out sooner. Just, you know, driving to the basket more. And, and if they could control and if they had driven to the basket more, gotten more fouls, they could have controlled the the free throw line and it could have been a closer game um, Milwaukee just couldn't seem to get you know catch back up after the deficit they got into but I will say too like the one of the things that I think is really a positive a sodium if you will <laughs> um, the big three finally having like actually actually having like minutes together and Michael Porter Jr. playing the four instead of the three has been a huge positive swing for the Nuggets. Like I love it. I love had a, it. Basically I love a double it. double every time, except for tonight, of course. So um I think he ended a few rebounds short, which there was one point at the end of the game when Jokic stole a rebound from MPJ and I was like, Jokic, are you serious? And it was the one for his like fiftieth. I was like, oh, never mind, that's important too. <laughs> He's actually crazy. Like, I love looking up his um, basketball reference page because at the top line, it's just like 30 double doubles, you know? And like, I, I look at that video dumb. every day to show people. It's amazing. This man is legit. <laughs> I know. And he's like, um, um, I think they showed a graphic during the game today that like only LeBron has more double doubles than Jokic does. Yeah. And then they like, you know, and even talking about like the only two centers in the NBA to ever have 50 triple doubles. Will Chamberlain, like that's big names to be in in talks with. You know, this guy is good. So stop posting his chubby kid picture from like seventh grade, man, with his boobs out. No shirt. It is disrespectful. He's in shape now, too. It's not like he's still fat. Like I like how you his chest boobs. (laughs) His man boobs, you know, his moves. His moves. Um, I do think the, that Jokic and MPJ, too, like their two-man game looks a little bit better. You know, you don't see – Jokic did get kind of pissed at MPJ about a rebound at the beginning of the game, like right out the gate. He was, like, annoyed with him because he got two fouls and um, he kind of made a face. But he – and he – I mean, he admits when he calls him out and stuff, and MPJ seems to be cool with it. Like, he learns from it. He's not taking it. At least he's not telling us. 
if he's not cool with it. But why would he? It kind of seems like they must have sat together on the plane or something. I mean, maybe. But they get that. Yeah. I can't imagine those two really bonding. I can't I can't think of two people whose brains are more different, really. <laughs> brains are pretty different on some things, but you know, we work it out. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I just mean like Jokic sees the game in much different ways than MPJ, but hopefully he is sitting with him and explaining that to him because I feel like he could benefit from it. I think MPJ is rubbing off on Jokic because now Jokic is taking more shots and becoming the man. Um, it's all so there's mutual benefits to this friendship, you're saying. Oh, Jokic will learn a little bit more swagger, a little bit more cockiness, unwarranted, co- well, warranted for Jokic cockiness. And right. then MPJ will learn like, oh, this game is played with five people, not one person, or not two people, one person guarding me. (laughs) Super official relationship, I think. (laughs) And like maybe some Mario Kart or or FIFA or something. No, I think Jokic spends most of his time on the plane with Vladko, to be honest. But yeah. That's why this fan's not even on the team. (laughs) He's not. He's been playing okay. Yeah, I didn't love him in the Bulls game, but I didn't think he was bad. And then tonight I thought he was good. I thought he really did um, help on defense. And I think he he just seems like like a bigger version of uh, Faku for me a little bit. Like they play so similar, well, like all that out. Was, like, the biggest insult to Faku that you've ever said since we've what? seen Faku. Oh my goodness. Vlatko's been in the league longer than Faku. Call him and tell him you just made that reference. <sighs> Jesus. You wouldn't know how to speak the language I mean. I would Google Translate. <laughs> Argentinian accent. Good luck with that. But uh, I got a friend there. We do have one other thing to talk about, and you barely briefly talked about it, and that's Jamal's resurgence, dude. I'm telling I, you, this is not... I saw this in the notes, and I was like, that is coming for me. Yes, exactly. I literally am hunting you right now. Like, I've been waiting for this moment. You no. know, like, I've been hunted by a lot of people about Jamal lately. Have you? Have you been trolled? I, a little bit. But I've also had a lot of people agree with me. And look... I'm, no way. I still have to get my piece out because I have some anger pent uh, up to say. Guys, she had this note ready to go. So I'm gonna <laughs> let her I'm gonna let her take it. Quit too much behind the scenes, Rye. I'm gonna start painting the picture of what you look like on camera right now again or something. Okay, but <laughs> my point being you specifically were calling Jamal out for not being a dog, for not having enough bark in his bite, like for like not bringing his A game every night. And I was trying to tell you that there were lingering injuries that he was playing through that he needed time to get over. But the fact that he was fighting through it was, I mean, should symbolize not enough, I guess, for you in particular, or for necessarily any Nuggets fan, because of course we want Jamal to play at his best, but you also got to cut him a slack because he's been playing some of the most minutes in the league. And he's fatigued. I don't know if you saw, but Jokic had ice on his arm, on his elbow tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Not good. 
like Jokic's trainer Felipe did a interview recently where he said Jokic is fatigued he just doesn't act like it he doesn't he plays through it he doesn't you know nothing affects him he and the interview was pretty interesting but like obviously those injuries did affect Jamal and and I'm so glad he's out of it but I'm trying to tell you this man can tap in whenever he wants respect the man right no 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 see to me first I'll respect you getting into the NBA because it's a hard thing to do probably one of the hardest things in the world but the whole other category of respect for me comes from work ethic proven and that's not work ethic play through multiple injuries groin injuries hammies ankles make your head come back better prove me wrong no this man oh first of all I think he was listening because he started going on this rant on Twitter and Instagram, okay? Yeah, you Jamal, see the post where he's, like, staring at his phone? Somebody oh, sent that to me and asked if it was because of what we said. Look, all I'm going to say is, Jamal, this is how I wanted you to play. And if you hurt, sit the hell out and heal, okay? Then I don't have to say negative. No, then you would say he doesn't have a work ethic because he's sitting. And if you really, if you really, really, you know, love the game of basketball and really work hard, you play through the pain. No, 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 no. I would not say play through an injury because it will always come back and haunt you in the postseason. I heal it. As long as you're not sitting out for a quote unquote rest, like all these little softies. See See what I'm talking about? You think they are seriously softies? They're resting because their bodies are broken. Oh, oh the, the whole word slack outside of the app that we use, unacceptable word. I don't like slack. I don't like slack anywhere. I don't like any profession that allows slack. I don't like when I slack myself. And I don't like when Jamal Murray slacks. So, when has he slacked since you've been a fan? He has slacked plenty of times. And the only reason you don't see is he tries to make it up in garbage time. But I'm trying to stay positive here about Jamal. Jamal has played a good solid five games. We love it. This team is a different team when Jamal Murray could play at an all-star level. We know this because we saw it in the bubble. The biggest question for Jamal Murray is can he do it consistently? And that's it. If he does this consistently, I will shut the hell up and praise him. Look, there's one difference you're overlooking, though. Because last year he was, last year, last year he was giving you these kind of numbers without the efficiency. These kind of like points, high scoring games, but without the efficiency. He's doing it at a way more efficient rate, which is, I think, a step that we're skipping. It makes sense that this is the next step. The next step for him is that he's got to be consistent. It's going to be a grind to get there. No. Especially no, no, when his no. body's being run into the ground. You're efficient and consistent. They go together. It's like a cherry, two pairs. You get two. It's efficient and it's consistent. And I believe this guy can do this. And I believe that when he 
wants to be a dog, he can be a dog. It's just when Jamal wants to be a dog. That's the biggest question. I don't know if he's coming out next game and scoring eight points. I don't know if he's not going to try as hard. Now, I will say this. I saw today on Twitter that the NBA Central, whatever, released the top five defenders in the league right now. And Jamal was number five. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people upset on this was insane. Like it was trending that he was number five. How do you feel about it? And don't why are people mad? Guys. Wait, what was the last criteria? Don't what? Don't show your nuggets bias. I'm trying to understand why are people mad? Like they thought there should have been a different guard as a good defender. I mean, there's a few people I could put in my head that I think would have been. Well, let me hear the rest of this list. Who's on this list? Okay. I would start with a guard. I'd say Fred Van Fleet right now. I would say Bam Adebayo. I always put Jimmy Butler on this list because I think he's a dog. Um, oh, Jimmy Butler for sure. Bam he, is not a guard. He's a small forward. No, but it, it didn't even matter if it was a guard or not. It's just top oh, five. Oh, I thought you said top five NBA guards. No, no, no. It was top five defenders right now in the NBA. And those okay. three guys to me are better defender than Jamal Murray, including right now. That's why people were upset. Yeah. Okay. You're saying, I, I'm seeing, let's see, latest... Okay. Pat Bev, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis is not a guard. Oh no, this is not just guards. Okay, I gotta get off the guards. What are you looking at? This post that posted today, five people, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, and Giannis was number one. That's the one I'm seeing. Uh, the one I'm seeing is not how the phone. Trying to find. There's like nothing about okay, this I is trending. Ready? NBA.com's updated defensive player ladder. Ready? Uh huh. One, Ben Simmons. Makes sense. Two, Rudy Gobert makes sense. Three, Miles Turner. Okay. Uh, four, LeBron James makes sense. Miles Turner. I know. I I'm kind of shady on that one as well, to be honest. And number five, Jamal Murray. Mm. Top five of the updated list. Hmm. I definitely put Bam instead of Miles Turner. I mean, yeah. But I'm putting Fred Van Fleet in front of Jamal. How are these people all in my DMs about how good a defender freaking Joel Embiid is and he's not even top five? Jamal Murray's a better defender than this guy. That's what I'm saying. But um, that was why Jamal Murray was trending. It wasn't trending for me. So you're looking if you're looking through the comments. I see him, yeah. I see the couple. You see the wait, eight? Jamal Murray. 
Yeah. Maybe there's another Jamal Murray. <laughs> there, I mean, people were pissed. He said maybe there's another Jamal Murray. That's shady, damn. <laughs> they can't be talking about the one in Denver. Oh, my God. That's actually kind of funny. I told you, like, there's some serious hate going on. This guy knows what's up. You gotta, ha- you have to be watching games to know why Murray is here. Every game he guards the best player down the stretch. That's my guy. I'm gonna follow this dude. Yeah, you know you have to like um, be able to watch the games. Yeah, well, they must not know that. A lot of people can't watch the Nuggets game, at least legally. This person said, "Ha ha ha! Your team could have had the Defensive Player of the Year, but wanted Oladipo, who will bounce next season." Thank God your front surf office is dumb. <sighs> Defending Jamal Murray, Pacers fan, or and the other guy's a Pacers fan. Dejounte, Draymond, Giannis, Malik Bridges, Dort, Wiggins. <laughs> this person came up with a lot of alternatives. Lots of Jamal Murray memes in here. Um, let's see. I mean, especially the one since that interview with uh, Richard Jefferson. Pretty interesting stuff, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Interesting. By the way, you know how, like, you know when people are using accounts that, or, or like a social media expansion account, like, you ever get when you put up questions on your like Instagram, like random people being like, they yeah. always send you the same question, which is like, what's your favorite song or something like that. But it's, or they always send you like an emoji or the same one though, every time. That's how you know they're using like one of those mass um, social, like to expand their followers or whatever. Yeah. You want to know who uses that? Yeah. Richard Jefferson. I got one from his verified account on Instagram. So, man was trying to expand his platform. You know, respect. It's all right. I always see him comment on, like, ESPN and SportsCenter stuff. Yeah. I don't know, but always on my question. Like, either that or he's being hacked. Like, maybe somebody should let him know. But, yeah, there's... Jokic guy, that's all I got to say. What? He's a big Jokic guy. Oh, he is? Yes. So, keep that in mind. I mean, then we agree on many things, so I don't know, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm seeing some memes, but yes. I'm seeing a few comments here. Why is Jamal here? Like, I know he's a good defender, but DeJounte and Jan- Ad Giannis, bam, couldn't be here. Um, what? He means and. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, sure, there's a there he's had a good stretch though. He's been playing good defense. It's oh, probably based 100%. on he really has been playing really, really good defense. Yeah. But not top five in the league. But maybe the numbers say he has been playing top five in the league for this stretch, you know? And that's why it's are better in almost every category. Just saying. All right, all right. I'm just trying to give this man some credit. 
I also kind of feel like maybe the East All Star. Maybe what? Mm-hmm. I think you cut out. Oh, I said, and I felt like he could have been an East All Star. Saying an East All Star. Mm-hmm. We don't even do East and West anymore. But I mean, yes, for this part. But um, what do you mean? If he had gone to a team in the East, he would have been an All Star by now. I'm talking about Fred Flame Fleet. Oh, I thought you were talking about Jamal. You cut out, so I missed know. something. <laughs> I would say something that nice about Jamal for no reason. Oh my God, Jamal has a, Jamal just played like outplayed Zach Levine, who's an All Star this year. Yesterday, dude, Zach Levine's been fucked. Oh freaking nuts! He's been so, he's been so consistent. Every yeah, game really played. Yeah, he's been really good. Really, really good. Zach Levine, big fan. Big fan. Yeah, me too. I have been for a while, but I mean, Jamal outplayed him last night. And yeah, got the win too. So, got the win. But, so uh, you know, if you can be an all-star, don't you think you should be an all-star? What do you mean? If you're playing better than an Another player who's an all-star. Oh, then we would randomly have Jamal Murray in there all the time. No, obviously not one game, but Jamal is finally playing at the level that he is capable of playing at because he's finally gotten through these lingering injuries. So you're saying it's not enough of it's not like the last eleven games isn't enough. He's gotta do more. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And no, it's not enough. The biggest dagger for me with Jamal Murray was that game when he was on a fast break with eight seconds and he passed the ball. Come on, dude, be a star. Go to the hoop. First of all, he was standing sideways. He wasn't even square to the basket. And had he squared, he would have been, I think he would have traveled, which is hence why he didn't. He did travel. He- they all traveled. They, if you look back on the video, they travel every time they catch the ball. But, but, the the he bigger issue in that was that nobody everybody cut to the wing. Huh? The bigger issue was that nobody cut to the basket. They cut to the wings for the three pointer. I a hundred percent agree with that. But since his that it left the lane wide open for Jamal, which he chose to pass up to a guy that's barely shooting thirty percent from three. I mean, I don't think he wanted to throw it to Confazo. It was just was there and it was too too few seconds to be like okay that's who was there but yeah I mean I get what you're saying yes he should have I mean ideally you want to see him take it straight to the basket you know but he pulled up early and he I think he got stuck in a situation where he couldn't you know he are, he picked up his dribble early everybody's done that before you know you never got screamed at by your coach for picking up your dribble early you never pick up your dribble early until you're ready. I'm not a 24-year-old NBA player. No, I know. But I mean... I was just... J.R. Smith, like... Made you know how sometimes Jamal has hit, like, really clutch shots and we're like, wow, he's so clutch. But, yeah. like, to get Jamal to take that shot, I, I, I feel like I gotta grab him and be like, dude, you make it every time. And then it, <laughs> and he passed it. And I was like, uh, uh, 
difference between a super clutch player like Dame and you is it's not a question. Yeah. It's give me the ball. I'm taking it to the hoop or I'm going to get us a basket. He's been playing that way ever since that, that shot. Thank God. That was, I took so much heat that day. <laughs> well, thank God Jamal's playing good for you, Riley, and your heat that you don't want to take. You know, ask me. I think I set this heat to Jamal. <laughs> Well, uh, we are, you know, we don't know about that for sure, but he has been playing a lot better. And um, I think that's definitely a positive. The one negative I will say is that this team continues to struggle in the third quarter. They really cannot seem to come out of like, like what's happening in the locker room, coach? What are you saying to these guys? They come out like it's like time for a nap and it could just be fatigue and, you know, it, it, I really do believe that fatigue is a factor in this season because of how close we're coming back from, you know, the bubble. So, but I, I don't know. What do you think, Riley? What's going on in the third quarter? I don't know. It could be a lot of things. I feel like um, I'm not going to um, excuse him with fatigue or anything like that, of course. But um, I mean. I don't know. Maybe they get too comfortable where they're at or um, I don't know. It could be from like the tiniest thing of what they do in the locker room before to what their warm-ups are at halftime to not getting enough warm-up time at halftime. I don't really know, but um, if I'm Coach Malone, I'm looking for guys who's, who are ready to play in the third quarter and come out and hustle their butt off because you're right. That's been a big big negative for the Nuggets all season. They got to figure that out because we able to afford to just skip up the third quarter whenever they want. Right. Yeah. No, and it could, like, I thought last night against Chicago, it really came close to biting them in the ass, you know? And it, and it has multiple times this season. There's been a lot of games this season that have been decided in the third quarter. I mean, it's their least one quarter of all. Um, I keep track of it for my bets, you know? And it's, I think they've only won it 13 times. After tonight, that would make it 14. No, 16 times, 16 times this season. But still, you know, you were at 30, 36 games, 37 games. Uh, that's not, that's not great numbers. Um, and the fact that it's a consistent and like persistent issue, I hope they can figure that out. Um, hopefully with more, you know, once guys get healthy and stuff, more legs will help them because it seems, you know, the pressure doesn't keep them the better. But I do appreciate the fact that like some of these injuries have forced Malone into different lineups and forced him to try different players. I think it was good for the young guys to get a few minutes of run. You know, I didn't really care what um, the, the stretch before the, the playoffs, um, or I'm sorry, before All-Star break, I didn't really care. You know, I was on the pod with Ryan after some of those losses, and I was like, who cares about these last few games before before the All-Star break? We're just, you know, we suck. We're just going to. And I was, like, so upset. I was like, I mean, what does it even mean if we win them? Like, we're not going to win a championship this year. I was really down. Because you put it in my head, Riley, in our podcast on Tuesday, you were like, you know the Nets and the Lakers are going to be in it, so stop thinking it's anything else. And um, 
I, I took that into the next day's pod and it was tough. <laughs> so after, cause they lost that night. So it was a pretty bad loss. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm in a better place now. <laughs> Few wins helps everybody. Right. That the reality is still there. Right. Right. Like, and that's what I mean by like bringing up the third quarter, you know, there are a lot of positive things that are happening and stuff, but I do worry about Malone still like with some of his coaching decisions in game. I'm glad like the Bucks didn't have something to throw at him. I'm, I'm worried about the third quarter and why it seems to be persistent. And, and I'm worried about like Jokic, the fact that there's ice on his shoulder or on his elbow today. I, you know, and there's already a lot of injuries. So there are still worries on this team. You know who you perfect. remind me of? What? Please. You remind me of like, you know, when we're like kids growing up and, you know, our generation, we were playing in the woods, we were skateboarding on bikes, you know, everything mm-hmm. outside. And there's always that one mom that like was overprotective. And was like worried like that. Always like, oh, honey, make sure you wrap up your finger. There's that cut today. Or if you don't wear your helmet, I'm going to ground you. Or like always worried. I feel like that's how you feel about the Denver Nugget players. Well, you have never experienced what Nug Life uh, trauma feels like. But Nug Life is real, Riley. And in Nug Life, they always find a way to let you down until last year they really turned it around they're trying to repair some wounds for us longtime nuggets fans and you know when things like this come up like they start playing good we have to to bring ourselves back to real nug life you know because otherwise we get our hearts broken yeah and it's happened many a times so um i i'm saying that while i think this has been a positive swing I think there still are some like holes in this team, some some spaces for improvement. Uh, I don't think this is, you know, we're only halfway through really. A couple more games here before the All-Star break. I love the All-Star game. It's one of my favorite things all year, like every year. I love it, Um, even though I think they probably didn't need to have one this year to let these guys rest a little bit, but that's just me. It's not an NBA season without it. (laughs) <laughs> but hopefully um, we can recap that all-star game next week so it's been awesome talking with you Riley tell the people where they can find all the work that you do for sure for sure um, at Riley Biller like a Riley Auto Parts that the O and B as in boy Biller um, on Twitter and that's that's pretty much where I post on my Sports content. That's where you control all her her nuggets oh. takes from the pod. Let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> yes. And you can find me at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all over the place. So um, be in touch, guys. It's always fun. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. We'll be back very soon. Bye.